What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Make sure you're throwing us a follow over there throughout the rest of the offseason and heading into the regular season as well. That's where you'll find all of our new podcast links, articles, any bit of baseball content. That's where we will share it out, EthosFantasyBB. And, of course, make sure you're checking out SportsEthos.com as well, getting everything right from the source over there. Today is going to be a different episode than I've ever done. Uh, it's going to be kind of a difficult one. It's, a, it's an odd topic for sure. Um, I wanted to address it, though. I felt the need to address it. I went back and forth over the last couple days since the news about this broke. If you're listening to this, you see the title of the show. You know what we're talking about. I've debated talking about it at all because, for one, I wasn't sure if it was my place I'm a relatively small member of the industry and of the NFBC, so I wasn't sure it was even really my place to sh- you know bring more light to something that happened that's you know not great for people that I am colleagues with in a way. Um, but that ship kind of sailed when ESPN and NBC and a bunch of major sites picked up this story. And uh, some of you may not know what I'm talking about. I think most of you probably will. We're going to get into it right now. I'm going to talk about this whole NFBC scandal. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I've been a, a strong proponent of the NFBC since I started playing there last year. I've played in, I don't know, 15, 17, 20 leagues or something like that between this year and last year on the site, uh, baseball and basketball leagues. This particular problem concerns football, but I still feel the need to address it because I talk about the NFBC all the time. It's a large part of my content, especially in the offseason when the NFBC is the only real place where you can draft. I know you can do stuff on fan tracks a little bit, uh, mostly for like dynasty stuff, but the NFBC is what a lot of people use, including myself, to talk about ADP numbers and a lot of different things throughout the offseason and even into the regular season. NFBC is something that is referenced on my content. It's not the main part of my content. I always try, especially in season, to focus on Yahoo, ESPN to some extent. We'll also talk about CBS, but it has been a huge part of my content, and I've also promoted it myself. I've done live streams several times, uh, doing drafts on the NFBC. I have shared out links to drafts, and I know that there are many people, maybe not a lot of people, but there are people among my followers and among my listeners potentially who have tried the NFBC because I recommended it. So I do want to address it because, yes, I'm a fairly small part of the fantasy baseball world, but between the podcast, my tweets, articles, and everything, you know, I'm still reaching more than 10,000 people. So I don't take that responsibility lightly, and I know that some of you, you know, responded to me yesterday and you weren't terribly happy with me uh, based on what I was saying about the NFBC. If you are unfamiliar, I'll give you a bit of a background now. <clears throat> so... The NFBC, NFFC, they're a national fantasy championship is a site that hosts a lot of fantasy leagues. The four major sports are the main ones. I don't think they have anything outside of the four major sports. It's hockey, it's football, it's basketball, and it's baseball. There is a postseason contest in their football division, NFFC, that does feature a large overall prize. So if you're familiar with the NFBC, you know that there are generally, I'm not sure how this particular contest works because it's apparently very convoluted, but there are leagues, individual leagues, and then there are also overall 
components, right? You're competing against the people in your league, but then you're also competing against everybody in the whole tournament. So there's a podcast called Ship Chasing. It's hosted by a few well-known members of the fantasy football community, Peter Overset, uh, Pete Overset, Ben Gretsch, and Pat Karain. Karan, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I'm not a huge football guy, but they discovered that there was an illegal move made on the NFFC's football playoff. I'm not sure exactly the name of the contest. It's one of their football postseason contests. There was a move made after lock. After the lineups had locked, after the games had started, I believe it was Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice getting switched for one another after the fact. And, you know, you're obviously putting in the player, or they obviously put in the player who scored higher in that game. Now, this was noticed by the Ship Chasing podcast crew because they were pouring over their lineup decisions. They were making sure that they had every possible advantage and they wouldn't want to double up on players with their opponents because you need to have some kind of potential edge. And they noticed after the fact that there was a lineup switch made. That right there is obviously awful for a contest that has a grand prize of, I believe, $150,000. The NFBC, the NF NFC as a whole, um, was alerted to this, and a couple days before the news was made public, I believe it was Wednesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday night, I think it was Wednesday night it was made public, and the NFBC had a couple days, the NFC, NFC, whatever you want to call it, had a couple of days to kind of get their ducks in a row, do a couple of investigations internally, and then they released a statement that kind of coincided with this podcast being released on Wednesday that said that they had fired the employee in question, somebody that I know, I know personally, I've dealt with him many, many, many times. Uh, he is the person that was kind of the, you know, if you needed help with one of your teams, if there was something going on with signing up that wasn't working or whatever, this person was the one that you generally reached out to. It wasn't the same for everybody. Different people had different connections within the company. This person, who I'm not going to bother naming, you guys can find out his name if you really want to. I'm not going to give him more airtime. He doesn't deserve it. This person was fired uh, as soon as they discovered this fact. And the NFC also guaranteed with all uppercase letters that there were no other cheating in any of their contests. They guaranteed that, you know, for that contest and also for any prior contest. So it seemed a little premature at the time when they said this. It had only been a couple days. We'd only just found out about the scandal the public had that day. And it seemed everybody that I was talking to, it seemed like it was a fairly premature statement to just blanket say yep there's nothing else going on it seemed very premature to say that without fully investigating and you know some people were giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe they did fully investigate etc cetera, etc cetera. we have no idea what technology they have going on behind the scenes but since then there have been two more incidents that have been uncovered there have been two more cheating scandals one of them was during the regular season it was one player being swapped for another Something that would, you know, usually just kind of fall under the radar if it wasn't for this kind of situation. And then there was a very egregious one that was, uh, you know, announced this morning. I forget. It was a different group. It wasn't the ship chasing crew. A different podcast group or whatever found out that there was an incident where an entire lineup seems to have been changed after lock. Not only just after lock, but the day after games were played. I believe this was on the Monday. There were changes made to games that were played on the Sunday. A lot of people have a lot of questions. How was this even possible? How was this technology, why was it even in the software? Why was this a part of what they were able to do? I have no idea what goes into running a fantasy site. I know that there are a lot of different individual situations where something like that potentially could be useful software. 
there's a mistake made or there is somebody who times out or whatever the case may be, I don't really fault them for having the technology in their software to make these kinds of changes. Where we can hold them accountable is to say that this should not have been something that one employee was ever able to have autonomy over. If somebody wanted to make a post lock change or any kind of kind of you know morally gray kind of uh, situations like that where you're changing a lineup, you're undoing a drop or a pickup or whatever, there needs to be more oversight than one person at a company who's able to do this. I don't care how small the company is. And the NFC is not a massive company. There is anywhere from like three to ten people who work there. It's kind of not 100%. Maybe the people who are more into know exactly how many people work there. It's kind of a, an odd organization, the fact that there's a couple of public faces, and then there's a couple of admins who help it with drafts and stuff, but it's a very small company. And, you know, they grew, I think, more than they really realized they were going to, to the point where... There are millions and millions of dollars awarded on the NFC site every year. Millions of dollars between football, hockey, baseball, soccer, not soccer, uh, the four major sports. The four major sports, they award millions of dollars from their tournaments. And I don't know, based on what we've seen here, that their infrastructure grew, their personnel grew requisite to how their business was growing. And they didn't have the safeguards in place to protect against fraud where they probably should have for a company that is worth I'm not sure an actual dollar figure, but they're definitely worth somewhere, or they were, in the millions of dollars. Even if it's low-end millions of dollars, this is a company that generates millions of dollars in revenue every year. My problem is that there wasn't more of a safeguard in place to protect against this. And I'm of, I'm of two minds, right? I want to show them support. I have already drafted six teams on the NFBC for this season. I did one on stream. I've talked about a couple of the drafts I've done. I've been in their draft room since October. So I am still going to, as of right now, be playing out these leagues. I'm not going to be one of the people, and I totally respect you if you are one of those people, who is going to go and say, I want my money refunded. I don't want to play in this league. I don't know if there's anything nefarious going on behind the scenes. I, I want there to be you know, a refund given, and I don't want to play on your site. That's something they need to offer. They haven't done that as of right now. I wouldn't fault anybody for doing that, but it, it should still be an option. I won't be doing that because, well, I don't want to do that. I have already drafted six teams. If I end up having to give up on these teams, if the, you know, if the company ends up not being able to continue or whatever, then that's, you know, that'll end up being the case. But as of right now, I'm still playing on the NFBC. I am still going to play those six leagues that I've drafted. There are two more already. One of them I've paid for, one of them I haven't, which is TGFBI, which nobody pays for, that I still do intend on playing in. But I also think that we need to look at the whole situation here and say they've made mistakes, right? I love the site. I have switched over most of my leagues now. I play on this site. I've added a bunch of new leagues. I've gotten rid of some other ones because I like to play on the NFBC. I like to play with different friends within the fantasy baseball community. We did a draft champions a few weeks ago with, you know, there's like seven or eight of my friends in that league from the fantasy community. So that kind of thing I love, and you can't really get that as much on fan tracks or wherever. So I'm going to be playing on the NFBC if I am able to. But I also think they need to make the option available for those who do not want to play, who do not trust their product, to get their money back. And I think a part of that, and it will cost them, is making the option available to refund anybody who was in a league with this with this person who was doing these transactions. The person who worked behind the scenes at the NFBC had a connection, whether it's a family connection, their friends or whatever, but there's been tweets uncovered and you know, there's uh, an article that somebody found from 2003. They were pallbearers together at the same funeral. 
this is a long, long process that's going to, it's going to take a while to figure out the full depths of this, if they even ever do figure out the full depths of this, because there's certain ways that cheating can go on where we wouldn't even really know about it. If you're in the back end of the site and you're in a draft room, the person who, you know, orchestrated this behind the scenes had access to literally everything. So there could have been a draft going on where he, you know, told another person, you know, this player has, you know, X player in their queue, they're likely to take so-and-so. You know, the little things like that that there wouldn't necessarily be a paper trail of that we honestly have probably no idea of realizing the scope of. So there needs to be a long, thorough investigation. I am of two minds that I'm going to support the NPC because I still like playing there. It seems that their baseball contests were not tampered with at this point. I don't know. They're still going to be doing their investigations, and we're going to see because they have also hired a third party to oversee everything going forward and to also dig into everything that may have happened. So we need to give them some time to figure it out, but I think we can also say that they have made a lot of mistakes in this first couple of days of the process. And I'm not somebody who's going to sit here and I'm going to shill out for anybody. There are some people out there who are making asses of themselves online saying, I fully trust them 100%. I know that everything's going to be okay. I put out a statement in support of Greg Ambrosius, who is the founder of the NFBC, and I think that, honestly, you can give them a bit of grace, but you also have to hold them accountable to some extent and say they've made mistakes. They have made monstrous mistakes over the last couple of days, and even though I'm supportive of them, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to criticize them at the same time. I am more loyal to you, the people who listen to my show, who absorb my content, whether it's on YouTube or an article or a tweet. You're the people that keep me in business. It's not these fantasy sites. I've been playing these sites for a couple of years. I don't have strong, deep personal connections with the people who run them. And even if I did, going out and saying, like, there's no reason to be concerned. And there's some high-profile NFBC players who have won massive overall contests who are saying there's absolutely no reason to be concerned. That's disingenuous. There's absolutely reason to be concerned. Look at what's just happened. They clearly did not have the level of oversight needed for a company that grew to the size that it ended up growing to. That's the bottom line. To say that you think they'll correct the ship and that going forward things will be better, you know, there's certain ways you can phrase it where I'll be on board with it. If you're going to frame it from the perspective of there's absolutely no reason to think that there's anything wrong, then you're lying and you're, you're telling on yourself to say that you're just kind of a shill. I'm sorry. Um, there are weird things that go on behind the scenes at the NFBC, and the person who who perpetrated this was one of the people that was a problem causer. He was a, he was a troublemaker. If you followed him on Twitter, if you saw the way that he interacted with people, he's a very hostile individual. He was not somebody who was terribly approachable. If you didn't know him, there was there was a lot of mistakes that were made here before this cheating scandal happened. Um, and there were things that they could have done that would have probably prevented it if they had, you know, looked a couple steps ahead and looked down the road a little bit. I don't want to just sit here and torch them. And I have said, you know, I, I've released a statement on Twitter in support of Greg Ambrosius. I'm going to continue playing in their leagues. That does not mean that we should not collectively as a community hold them accountable and make sure that something like this can never happen again. And I honestly don't think something like this will ever happen again. There is almost no chance, given the scrutiny that will be on the NFC site now, that anybody will be able to cheat anything. There is going to be such a microscope on every single transaction in every single league. It might, you might play on the NFC and say, that's not going to be me. I don't care. I'll be more casual. If someone wants to cheat, you know, 
there will be people, maybe not in your league, but there will be a lot of people who will be constantly going through transaction logs and seeing, well, you know, game started at 107. This guy went in at 115 into the lineup. There, you know, That's almost impossible to think that there will be any possibility of, of that happening. So I, I, at this point, have to give them some leeway and say, okay, they're gonna, they've made some mistakes. They haven't handled this right in the first 24, 48 hours. And as much as I'm going to fault them for that, I'm also going to say the person that perpetrated this worked for the company for, I believe, close to 20 years. There are personal relationships that are at play here, and I don't think that we can fully look at certain statements and say anything really one way or the other in terms of the personal sentiments, right? Because we don't know how this is affecting those behind the scenes who had a personal relationship with with the perpetrator. So I'm giving them a little bit of leeway in that sense. People are coming at Greg because his statement isn't perfect, and I understand, you know, it, it doesn't come off perfectly at all. But at the same time, we don't know what he's feeling, what Tom is feeling, or any of the people who are the higher-ups at the NFBC site. Um, there's, there's a lot of murky gray area right now. But I do want to say um, I apologize to some extent because if you put in money into a league, if you drafted a league because I sent out a link or I you know, convinced you to try out the league one way or another, I do apologize if you're now looking at me and saying, well, can I trust Joe? Joe's recommended this site that's shown to have fraud. He's a part of this fantasy community. I understand that. And I'm doing this show partly because I want to be fully transparent. I, want, I don't want to sweep it under the rug. I want to actually discuss what happened. And I know a lot of you are here for fantasy baseball content. And you're thinking, why is Joe devoting one of his shows to this bullshit? Well, I think it's important. It's a massive story in the fantasy world. I think there are a lot of people who do want to hear about it. Whether or not they care what I have to say about it, at the end of the day, this is my show. I do a couple hundred shows a year, and I wanted to devote one show to what is probably the biggest scandal in fantasy sports history. So that's pretty much my view of things. To summarize the too long, don't read. It's okay to criticize something while also being supportive of it and not just looking at everything from a black and white lens. I love their leagues. I'm going to continue playing there if I'm able to. That doesn't mean that things shouldn't change and there shouldn't be um, full transparency in the process. And to this point, honestly, there hasn't been. There's been transparency, but there's also been some kind of shady things as well. So that's pretty much it for this scandal. Um, I would recommend that for the time being right now, I probably wouldn't be uploading your money onto the site just for right now. I mean, I've already drafted six leagues. <clears throat> I have plans for a couple more. I'm just going to kind of see the way the waters look over the next couple of days because this is still a developing story, right? When it first happened, it seemed like this might be a potentially isolated incident, even though it seemed fairly unlikely, to now there's been a couple other things uncovered. And by the time I'm finished recording and I go back and check my phone, there will probably be another thing uncovered. So this is still a developing story. We can't fully pass judgments on it right now as much as we can. To some extent, we need to kind of wait and see how everything plays out. But I'd probably give it a week or two before you upload more money onto the site and draft another league there, just to see what happens, because this could get very ugly very quick. I, I'm confident that it'll get turned around, but I'm also not going to be you know, paying for more leagues for the next couple of weeks, just to see if they're able to kind of wade through these waters. So that'll pretty much do it for me. Um, I do want to just say at the end of the show here, today is my birthday, and if you could do one thing for me, well, two things for me, really, 
go to pitchlist.com and go and check out everything they're doing for PitchCon. I'm going to be a part of a panel on Sunday evening, but they are doing stuff all throughout the weekend. They've been going for a few days now. They've had amazing guests. Jeff Passan, the guys from John Boy, uh, tons of tons of different people are involved. I'm very honored that I was asked to be on a panel. Paul Sporer, Scott Chu, and myself are going to be talking some ADP hitter battles on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern. We were originally going to be a little bit later, but the Lions game is going on, and both Scott and Paul are Detroit natives. So we're going to be doing that one at the end of the Chiefs game, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We are going to be talking ADP hitter battles. But if you're able to, go ahead and make a small donation to PitcherList. They are, well, to ALS, really. You're donating to PitchCon, but that money all goes to ALS Research. Nick does not keep a penny of it. It all goes to charity. Definitely about the most worthy cause you're going to be able to find in the fantasy world. You get to hear a bunch of great panels, too. You're not just going and giving your money. You get to hear a bunch of people talk about their experiences. There are so many different things. You go check out the schedule at pitcherlist.com. There's definitely something there for you. A hundred percent. If you're listening to this podcast, there's something there for you at PitcherList on PitchCon. The last thing I'll say is, you know, it is my birthday, so go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on the show if you enjoy the pod. I know today's pod was probably not as enjoyable for most people. We're not talking fantasy today. We are, but we're not. So I understand if it's maybe a weird day to ask for the rating and review, but I'll try and get any of that uh, goodwill birthday stuff built up here with a couple of ratings and reviews if you guys would be so kind. We've had a lot of them come in in the new year, and I really appreciate that. Keep us building up this show. Uh, it, it really does help. Every little bit helps. Ratings, reviews, follows on social media. Uh, go and check us out, JoeRico99, if you want to yell at me about anything NFBC-related or anything at all. JoeRico99, also EthosFantasyBB and SportsEthos.com. We'll be back next week. We'll do some more team previews. We'll probably do another mock draft and get into a whole bunch of actual fantasy baseball content. But until then, everybody, take care. Have a great night. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.